Good afternoon, everybody. It's a good time to be indigenous. You are here with your boy Cody, and we got Devin Destiny. Hey, guys. And we got Jay Falkus from Falkus Media. Hey, everyone. All right. Welcome back to the Intertribal Talk podcast. We missed you, and we hope you missed us as well. Yeah, we sure did. I honestly, it, it, how many takes did we just have to do of that intro? Four. Good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when we take a break. We come back and we're just like, what are we doing again? <laughs> how does this work? What do we help? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, also, everyone, we are just doing the audio for this one, uh, for this go round and possibly for future uh, as well, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just to help us cut down on some time and whatnot. But also, um, I, I don't know, like, we'll, we'll, we'll do videos, you know, here and there, right? But like, for, for now, sure. we're going to stick with the audio. Um I don't know. It's a lot of pressure off of me because I can just wear whatever the heck I want now. I don't have to get all glam. <laughs> I know. I'm so worried about my makeup when I come into the studio. I know. I mean, I didn't recognize you without your glam, Cody. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And like, literally, how long has it been? We stopped like early March, I think. The last episode we recorded, I believe, was February. Was it February? Yep. Holy crap. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was um I think Jay's I think Jay's looking it up right now. What was that day, Jay? Uh <laughs> <laughs> we uploaded February twenty eighth, so <clears throat> a couple days wow. before that was when we recorded. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. So it's just a little bit over a month. That's, that's so wild. And you know, the irony and all that too was, I think the last, the last podcast that we did, we were talking about how everybody was all in an uproar doing the whole convoy thing. And there were all different opinions flying around and mm -hmm. we kind of were both mutually like, there's bigger things to worry about y'all. Like just this is all going to blow over. Don't get your panties in a wad. Like everything's going to be fine. And then we had like some crazy news right after that. Yeah. And before, like before, yeah, before. we dive, before we dive into that, cause yeah. I, it's a very important thing to discuss and acknowledge. Um, so just keep in mind uh, the last episode about the trucker convoy and the whole reasoning behind the convoy. Uh, well, today is April the, is it the 12th today? 11th. 11th? It's the 11th. Yeah. So three days ago, all the vaccine passports are gone now. Exactly. Right? So it's like we don't have those passports to worry about anymore. They're they're a thing of, you know, the past, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, life is kind of somewhat normal in terms of covid yeah uh, i think you're starting to get normal starting to yeah it's, it's a little bit hairy out in ontario right now alberta's yeah. got some hot uh hot spots going for covid but yeah. um you know i think the general consensus was uh we got to try and live with this at and this like point. herd immunity kind of thing yeah 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 um but here's the here's the real thing did the convoy help push that or was that already in process and people just needed to be patient 
in my opinion, it was it was going to happen regardless. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I get all huffy about it because I'm like, God, people get so like rah, 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 over things without even like sitting tight for just a minute just to see how things go, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see, you know, um, the fact that there's still like tons of vehicles with the Canada flags, uh, you know, on their vehicles, hockey sticks, you know, held, holding up giant Canada flag out of trucks and stuff. And I'm like, really, y'all? Like, really? We're still doing that? Yeah. They did. You know what? I the The thing that gets me is that they were so fast to go out and do that. But when... How many, what number are we at for the amount of Indigenous children found? I think we're around Just over 10,000, Yeah, exactly. So where were you with your upside down flags? Where were you with your flags to help protest that? Mm. Where were you? If you were really about Canada and rights and freedoms, where were you? And I'm sorry to get all like political. (laughs) That's not usually my thing. But honestly, ask yourself that. If you showed up for something like that, why couldn't you show up for the other thing? But the thing, too, as well, is that <clears throat> there's only been, I think, 10 schools out of 138 searched. Oh, yeah, there's so much more. There's so, so, you still so have a chance many to show more. Up. It, and this is North America, not just Canada. But at yeah. the same time, it's the numbers are just ridiculous already. Mm-hmm. It is true. Um the uh, the other thing in regards to to that is something we talked about on the previous episode, right? Is that, that people people don't care about something that doesn't pertain to them, or yes. it doesn't affect them, or or it has, you know, it, it's not a part of something above of their daily life. Yeah, it doesn't make my daily life any worse. So why do I bother? Right, yeah. right. It doesn't inconvenience me, you know. And and while you know, while we're saying this, like you know, there are definitely a lot of allies out there. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people who are continuously trying to uh, show support and you know ensure that these messages are being heard and that um, you know that it's still fighting to keep it in the mainstream conversation. Um, unfortunately, it's it's just there's so many other things going on yeah. in the world right now that it's it's. The world we live in now with social media and the news cycle just constantly turning over, it's so hard to keep anything mm-hmm. in mainstream media. Oh, 100%. I, I completely agree. And that was one of the big things like a lot of indigenous influencers were talking about too. Like before before something new comes along, like please look into this. And, and it is the same with a lot of the stuff going on currently in the world. Everybody is, I'm pretty sure, up to date on all that. And like just the divide that that's causing as well, right? Like it's amazing the unity that so many of the other countries have put forward to current circumstances going on um, in the Ukraine. But um, it's really sad to see like how much propaganda there is out there and, and the false information and, and that kind of stuff. Right. So we'll definitely deep dive into that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is, um, you know, something that you and I were, I'll, I'll touch on this now. We won't, yeah. we won't get into it too much, but, uh, you know, Devin and I, uh, tossed around this idea that we have involved and it's in regarding the news, regarding news cycles and regarding indigenous news specifically so you know one thing one issue that we have nowadays is misinformation false information uh so much so and you know we might like you know what let's just dive let's just dive right in let's just go right in so you know when we're looking at the war in ukraine right now um you know when when you 
understand the world we live in and how in, how much of an influence social media has on propaganda, on the news, on information that we receive and, and share. The easy clickbait. Right. You When you have the White House bringing in TikTok influencers to a debriefing on the war, that goes to show you how important this like when when people talk about war they they think of you know guns and bombs and planes and and that's a part of it but the other side of the war is propaganda it's news it's mm-hmm. stories getting in the news and narratives being told mm-hmm. that is the other half that doesn't really get talked about enough yeah. and so you know you when you look at all the information we're getting it's like how do you decipher what's real, what's not, what's propaganda, what's mm-hmm. Russian propaganda, what's American propaganda. Because like, things sound so real. And yeah, and it also depends on like which news station you're listening to, right? Because oh, yeah. there are some that are very, very real that do spit the facts. And then there's some that are straight up BS. And I mean, it is, it's hard to tell who the wolf in sheep's clothing is, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, let, let's let's be very crystal clear here. Uh, we already know who the wolf is. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's Putin. If I could have a few words with him, I would be like, okay, um, little boy obsessed with Hitler. Can we please talk about your childhood? Can we please talk about what your obsession is with getting this piece of country back? I understand that every country has issues, mm. but why do you need that part of the country back? Well, if you go back, even before Putin ever became uh, president of Russia, he told the world that the the biggest mistake ever made was the falling of the USSR. Mm-hmm. So in his mind, when the USSR was much larger and that involved Ukraine and involved the other parts, uh, you know, north of Russia and around the borders, yeah. that was all a part of the USSR. So when the USSR crumbled and then it was reduced to what we know of Russia as today, mm-hmm. well, he said that like, I think that those should still be a part of Russia. Yeah. So in, in his mind, he was always going to do this. This was always going to be. He was plotting this since he was a kid playing with tin soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like it's Jeez. just, it's something that he's talked very openly about for many years. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. It's not mm-hmm. right, but I'm just, relaying information that is something that he has felt very strongly about so you know everyone to be like i don't understand right yeah but then you 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 think about you know i unfortunately when it comes to war you have to talk politics yeah because it's such a big factor Mm -hmm. and so when you hear over the last couple elections in the united states you've heard of russian influence and russia has been you know messing with the elections and blah 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 well america messes with elections too exactly how do you think Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, got elected? It was he was someone that NATO and the um, United States of America felt would be a good person to instill democracy mm-hmm. in Ukraine because yeah. there's so much corruption, there's so much uh, bad things going on with the Russia instilled leader mm-hmm. that the world's like we need someone to bring like and the people of Ukraine wanted democracy mm-hmm. as well uh, regardless of what people are saying I have done my research on this and yeah. the people of Ukraine were like we want a somewhat of a normal country we need to be able to have laws and rules and sort of rhyme and reason to life it can't just be all corruption and you know bad things going on so yeah 
Yeah, 100%. Um, that's one thing I like, I, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was on a scroll. Also, I ended up in Facebook jail. Um, <laughs> I did. Well, you know what? I fell for clickbait, shared it. Boom. Got a notification the next day. Sorry, this this uh, post has been reported as um, fraudulent or blah, blah, blah. And you're now banned for this many days. Dang. Like you can get banned for that, which is crazy. And I wasn't banned, but they just told me they're like, you're out of the algorithm now. All of your posts are being moved to the very bottom. So I was like, oh, wow. oh you assholes. And okay, I probably deserve that. <laughs> Fell for it again. Won't do that again. But anyways, I was on the scroll and it was a war vet, a U.S. Army war vet who said by the end of World War, I think it was two, he said, we were ready to tell all those politicians and we were giving them, the, we, we should have given them our guns and said, go fight your war yourself. Mm-hmm. And those, those words st- stuck with me because you think about it, like both of my great grandfathers served in the war and, or served in the army. And, uh, you know, you think about their stories like that and how many of them are like, you know, some of the stuff that we've seen people shouldn't see. Oh yeah. And you know, and, and, and it's always sad when you have to hear people just following commands, right? Like how many, how many Russian troops were captured and then even saying like, I don't even want to be here. A lot right? of, absolutely. A lot of, a lot of Russian troops didn't even know why they were there. They yeah. thought they were there to fight, uh, fight, uh, for fight Nazism. Yeah. That Ukraine was full of Nazis. Yeah. And just like wow you know that uh you know if you if you look at i think the majority of ukrainians are Mm -hmm. jewish well and that's and that's scary because they were talking about the mass um executions and stuff that they were planning right and that's disgusting so for them to be like we're fighting nazis and then go and do exactly what the nazis did what in the hell is going through your mind to think that that's any different you're 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 right and so it's what's really cool is that I'm actually taking an internet. Uh, I just finished so just finished a semester uh, of school at UBC. Thank goodness it's almost over. Just got finals <laughs> to deal with now. Woo-hoo. But uh, I was taking an international politics course, and mm-hmm. so we actually got to really have great discussions around the war in Ukraine and Russia, and kind of um, so there's um, when you look at the superpowers of the world, right? So when you look at, um, uh, the United Nations, mm-hmm. uh, there, you know, there are five countries that have veto power. Like they can dictate what happens internationally and what doesn't, you know? Yeah. So the thing about, uh, international law is that there is no one to really uphold or to hold anyone accountable. Basically the idea is that when like the, 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 the general consensus is we shouldn't do anything bad to each other because mm-hmm. the consequences of that are going to be very bad. bad. Yeah. So the idea is like back in the day when, uh, when countries were doing arms races for nuclear warheads and, and nuclear bombs and stuff, it was like, okay, I don't want to mess with that country because they got nukes and we have nukes. So like if we go at each other, uh, that's, It's going to be disastrous for both parties. Yeah, exactly. What's the point? So, but the thing is, is, you know, everyone's, everyone right now is crying. They're like, you need to, you know, Putin needs to be put in international, like, 
put on international law trial for war crimes, for crimes against humanity, and all of these things. But here's the thing. Russia, China, uh, India, England, and uh, the United States of America have... They're the five superpowers. They have veto power over any decisions that get made in the United Nations. That's scary. It's very scary. And the thing is, is they've never had a situation where one of those, because basically those were the five strongest countries in the world after World War II. That's why they got those veto powers. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, we're the best. So we want some sort of (laughs) power to wield. And so now when it comes to Putin and the war, it's really hard to hold him accountable because if they said, hey, we're going to put you on trial, mm-hmm. Putin could just turn around and say, veto. Mm-hmm. And he excuses himself, essentially. I'm, I'm speaking So very, that's where the term comes, I'm vetoed out or something. That's like, right. Okay. See, I never understood that. I get it now. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm sorry if I'm speaking very broadly. No, like, no, no. I'm, I'm following. This, but yeah. it's, it's just like, that's essentially in a nutshell. That's yeah. why it's going to be so hard to hold Putin accountable for any of his actions on an international scale. So that's why you're seeing right now all these sanctions, uh, you know, where they're like no more, you know, no people are trying to not purchase uh, Russian oil and and Russian energy sources. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're trying to like hurt Russia as a country to hopefully prevent them from continuing this. Yeah. It's like, why the hell were nukes made in the first place? And like, why does anybody think that nuclear weapons, when you go and blast a country or whatever with a nuke, you can't go back to that place. So what's the point? Like, you can't even go, you can't go move in and take over their land. You can't go use any of those resources. You can't use it. You screwed it all up. You've got radiation all over everything now, nuclear radiation. And in my opinion, this might be a popular opinion among many people. I'm like, strap all those twisted dictators onto those nukes and blast them out into space. <laughs> Seriously, like, we don't need that here. There's a lot of people who could lead with peace and love, right? And, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm all about that peace and love and a little go-fuck-yourself life. Yep. But to me, I've just never understood the point of a nuclear weapon because I'm like, why? Like, who who could ever have that much hate to want to wipe people out like that, right? It it, it was... It was- it was for power, simply. It, it was, mm-hmm. if you had a nuke, you weren't going to get messed with. Yeah. You know, so that's where the arms race came in. That's why there was such a buildup of nuclear arms, because if you had more nuclear power uh, in terms of, like, weapons... You could instill fear in anybody. Bingo. It's exactly. Stupid. It is. And, but that's, that's the reality of the situation, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot of countries that have, uh, you know... Like right now, Ukraine doesn't have any nuclear arms because they part of the deal that was made uh, after USSR had fallen is uh, they weren't like Russia Allowed said to own it. like no one's gonna have nuclear arms near us. <laughs> yeah, like, we're gonna be the only ones with nuclear power. Yeah, uh, firepower, so to speak. So yeah, um, geez, that's so crazy. This is it. It all just blows my mind because like literally our last podcast we said, you know everybody's in an uproar over these vaccine passports, which will literally can blow over. Just wait, wait, wait even a year, wait for that all to blow over. There's bigger things out there in the world. We should be con- like concentrating on worrying about finding solutions for. Yeah. And then boom, like vaccine passports now, like pretty much nixed, pretty much gone everywhere. Things are opening up. And now there is a war that people are worried about leading into world war three. 
Yep. So yeah. like what the hell in the last how many years we've just had, what the hell has been happening? It, you know what? I, I, we've talked about this before. I truly believe we have had, things have been so good for so long mm -hmm. for all, for Humanity. most of the world. Like yeah. uh, obviously we all know about situations in different countries that have like ongoing wars and things that we don't hear about in Canada or North America very often because yeah. news media doesn't want anyone. They don't, they don't put any energy into it. It doesn't affect us. It doesn't affect us. It doesn't right? affect us. So we don't need to worry about it. Right. So I'm not trying to yeah. say that like life is perfect. Yeah. But in, in, in our world. As a whole, life has been pretty peaceful. Mm -hmm. Life has been pretty good. So this is the first time we've ever been inconvenienced or we've been, had something bigger than us happen. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, people are, you know, I, I understand. I totally get like the antitrust of the government mentality. I really do mm -hmm. because the government lies all the time. Yeah. You know, it's really hard to see truthful, truthfulness being utilized or spoken about. It's hard to pick a side of the fence to be on. Right. Yeah. And especially when the politicians themselves are the ones doing that lip service to mm -hmm. like push further division or to yeah. create animosity amongst us as people. Yeah. So, you know, with the whole COVID thing, it, it, it's like anyone who, anyone who has been flying those flags or who has like, you know, really been hardcore saying like, yeah, COVID's not real and, and it's all fake and whatever, mm -hmm. or, you know, I wouldn't have dealt with it this way. You know what? I wouldn't want to be the person who had to deal with this. No. I wouldn't want to be the one in charge. I wouldn't want to be Adrian Dix or yeah. Dr. Bonnie Henry mm -hmm. or, or, uh, Dr. Tam, yeah. for, you know, a federal uh, health doctor, right? Like, or I Trudeau would, in, that, in or, any or aspect, Trudeau. or Trudeau. Or any, any leader, <laughs> because these decisions are huge. Yeah. It's too, it's a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. and you got to live through those decisions. And Nobody steps into that position knowing that they're going to have something like this thrown at them. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. So. And it's, you know, just going back to the, to the war in Ukraine, it's, it's really, um, it's really sad what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when, when you see what is happening and the people, you know, are like, oh, you know, we need to do more. Like, why aren't they doing this? Or why aren't they, you know, they should, you know, people think it's like really easy decision making that you can mm -hmm. just like make a choice and then go in and fight. And, and th those are husbands and wives and sisters and brothers that you are voluntarily saying, yeah, go ahead, jo go jump in that fight. You might not come home, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's bigger than that. It's it's more serious than I think a lot of people mm -hmm. um, really want to admit. Yeah. Uh, because it's across the world. It's on the other side of the world. So we're like, oh, you know, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it hasn't, the thing is, is people are like, maybe they think, oh, it doesn't affect us. But guess what? It is and it will. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about Russia and Ukraine, guess where most of the world's wheat comes from? Over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Grain. Yeah. huge grain supply that they those two countries supply most of the world with their grain yeah we haven't seen the shortfall of that yet yeah. but we will i'm a huge like i'm a huge movie theorist i live and learn from a lot of movies because so many situations 
that you watch in a movie, you can learn something from that and then put it to real life here and be like, hey, that happened in this movie. Okay, well, you know, like I find a lot of answers there, you know, like um, a lot of people wondering about indigenous rights and freedoms and what we've been fighting for. We'll go watch the movie Avatar. It's just like that. Um, You know, things like that. And and uh, movies like The Hunger Games. I talk about this. I talk about this shit all the time on our <laughs> on our show. Like people probably think I'm so stupid, but whatever. I don't even care. It's it's. I watch like The Hunger Games, and you think about it when they're in their districts, they all provide each other with certain things as well. But they provide it to the capital, the people who like reap everything, right? Yeah. And you know, like there's people who do coal. There's loggers. There's miners. There's all sorts of stuff, right? And and that's kind of like in the world right now, like we all provide certain services to each other. And if we don't fall in line, there are serious consequences, you know? So, and it, it, it is, it's sad and it sucks. And why can't we all just be independent countries, leave each other alone and stop having our taxes and all that kind of shit go up. Stop having all of our prices for everything go up because we have to buy from outside sources. Why not just learn to eat and grow the things that work in our climate without being without being dependent on other people like that? Like, why don't we all just mind mind our own business, leave each other alone, and live like that? I got one answer for you. I got the answer. Capitalism. Yes, exactly. And it's not reality, but it could be. And I don't know why. Like, I and you know, again, people will probably think I'm stupid for saying this. I live no. in Disney Princess Land, where I'm always that that girl who's stepping up and being like there's got to be a better way there's got to be a better way why can't we find common ground I don't want to be on that side of the fence or that side of the fence I want to be right in the middle because I want to find common ground for everyone to just get the fuck along yeah stop being big babies learn how to share or learn how to leave each other the fuck alone right I'm glad you said that uh because I think while I, I I agree with you I think that would be amazing if we could be more self-sustained yes. as a country. And I think COVID taught us that. And we yes. did discuss that a little bit about mm-hmm. when the world shut down and and uh, China, the supply chain and how that shut down yeah. uh, for the world because yeah. China manufactures most of the stuff that we consume. Use and need and, and consume. Yeah. So interestingly, uh, just a little, since we're on the talk of COVID. Um, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> we're we're um, in like three different topics yeah, right now. Yeah, <laughs> just, you know, Sagittarius is, you know, try to keep up with us. Yeah. Um, the thing is, uh, I don't know if anyone, uh, I don't know if you or Jay, if you've been keeping up with things uh, in China. I do because I have a lot of good friends over there still. Yeah. Uh, it's a little scary in Shanghai what's going on right now. What's going uh, on there? So the government locked down Shanghai yeah. for almost two weeks now. Wow. Like you are lo- like... You're locked in your apartment. You are not allowed to leave. Yeah. You, uh, a lot, some people are locked in their offices, like their workspaces. Some people are locked in spaces where they don't have access to food, water, uh, you know, blankets, pillows, you know. And they don't have, like, the government's not supplying them with any kind of delivery service or anything for care. They're trying. Yeah. I use that that term loosely, loosely. trying. Um, but when you have so you have literally millions of people living in this city, mm-hmm. it's you think it's going to be easy to get people supplies, but it's not. Yeah. And not only that, but because so much so Shanghai is shut down in so many areas that it's affecting how you get goods in. Yeah. 
not only that, but now we haven't seen, again, we haven't seen it yet, but this shutdown, we're going to see that effect on the supply chain yeah. in the world. Yeah. Because Shanghai is one of the largest hubs of trade because mm-hmm. uh, they have a, a shipping channel and like boats come and go from yeah. from Shanghai, right? So yeah. it's uh, it's a little bit scary. You know, my uh, one of my best friends, Dwayne, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, ju- he just moved back to Canada. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Dwayne. Glad you're home, man. Um, but he got the day he left. Yeah. Uh, they locked down. Oh my gosh. He got lucky. He just got out. Holy. Yeah. With his, uh, with his wife and his son. So, you know, it's, it's like when people talk about communism and Canada's going communist and Canada, no, 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 no. You want to see communism? Go look on the news right now. Go look up the news and what's going on in Shanghai, and you will see what true communism is. Yeah. When you can force people to stay locked in wherever they are, and the thing is, there's no end in sight. There's no, like, date that they're like, yeah, because COVID cases are going up and mm-hmm. up and up and up. Yeah. So their idea is shut it down prevent the spread and is that because there's just like there's so many people and yeah. it's like there's literally like unless they shut them all down for like a year completely nix the stuff everyone has to get vaccinated everybody has to this everybody has to that and then open it up like there's no there's no plans or anything like that um from what i understand their vaccines weren't as effective as they were hoping okay so uh, and especially against the new variants yeah um and also they didn't uh I don't think they foresaw just how contagious these new variants are, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact of how mild the Omicron is. Yeah. Uh, we've all, you know, we've all become aware of that. But I think when you have such a densely populated area, when you have millions of people living in a very... It'll just become a cycle where it won't go away. Yeah. Exactly. And then and that's for how some people, it's mutate. just the cold. And for some other people, it's much worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Depending on what your underlying health issues are. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's just... You know, I, I really wish people could think more about what's going on outside of their bubble mm-hmm. and reflect on that. Yeah. And realize that we have it pretty freaking good here. We have it amazing here. That's, we do. that's, and I love that you said that, like thinking of other people outside of your bubble, because literally just part of my practice while we've been on our break, I do this all the time, even when we're not on break every day, this is part of my thing is I have to wake up and I have to go to bed saying what I'm grateful for Mm. in those moments in that day. Even if it's like, I'm grateful to wake up and not be sore today. I'm grateful to wake up and get to work out for, for 30 minutes and then go ride my horse. I'm grateful to do this. I'm grateful to do that. I'm grateful. My children are healthy and happy. Um, you know, at, whoop, I just knocked my mic. Um, <laughs> if you, and this is something that like, honestly, anybody listening, if you could practice this every morning before you get up and out of bed, lay there. It is so good to do a five minute morning meditation and just close your eyes, stretch. Like I stretch my groin. I do all my bedtime stretches yeah. or like my, my bed stretches, my morning yoga in bed. And I will sit there and I will meditate at the same time. Just let the thoughts free flow. And then I will end with, I am grateful for, and 
go on about anything. And then at the very end, you can say thank you to whoever your higher power you pray to is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, keep it positive. Um, uh-huh. And then when talk you... Talk that talk. Exactly, Let's go. Let's exactly. Go. <laughs> and I guarantee you, you will start feeling so much better and more appreciative of each and every day when you wake up because literally every day is a gift. And I'm, I'm going to be total cheese ball here. Every day is cheese a gift. It. Yes, cheese it. And then same thing, when you go to bed... Um, I actually go, I stand out under the moon and depending on whatever the weather's like, sometimes I go stand in the crazy weather and I say the same thing, say my, say my thanks. I give my thanks and then I go to bed and you go to bed and you wake up so much happier. And then it also puts things into perspective of whatever is going on around you, seeing how bad your life actually is not and seeing how good your life actually is and that other people are in a much worse place and that you should just be thankful in that moment. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's hard. It is hard to do that, though. It, I, it, understandably so, yeah. I think that, um, you know, we're seeing, and this, I'm going to tie this all in here, but, like, what we're seeing right now is there's a handful of countries that are going to a four-day work week now. Yes. There's a handful of countries that are are understanding that life is meant to be lived. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be a slave to your job. You yes. shouldn't be a slave to uh you know working, constantly yeah. working and if so, we're contributing to society, treat us like we're human beings with lives and families, not working animals. Exactly. And even animals shouldn't be treated like that. <laughs> No, they shouldn't. Uh, but yeah, it's it's essentially we it's it it's incredibly challenging to be grateful mm-hmm. when you are worried about how you're going to pay this bill, how you're going to pay that bill, how are you going to you know how are you going to get enough money for groceries today? How oh maybe you're getting kicked out of your because the housing issue in this country is sickening. And so maybe you're just got notice notification that you have to move out at the end of the month. Like, yeah. so I, I guess what I'm saying is like, there are, when you are on, I only say this because I have been super stressed out for, I don't even know how long it's been. It's mm-hmm. just like, I've never been this st- stressed in my life. I don't think. Yeah. But I tell you that like it, it, the negativity kind of has a, has had a space in my head that I've been fighting with for a, a while now because mm-hmm. I am so stressed about other things yeah. that it's, it can be hard to like take a moment and, and, and just be grateful. Mm-hmm. But I do try. And yeah. I like what you said about maybe, you know, saying what you're grateful before you go to bed or, mm-hmm. um, or when you wake up, you know, make that a part of a, a routine. I think that's a great idea. It doesn't make things, it, it's not like slapping a Band-Aid on and making thing, making everything all better in that moment. It is, it's a practice of every day saying it. And you build up that feeling where it is, I am okay. I am safe. I And, and this is another Sagittarius thing is <laughs> being optimistic as fuck. You got to oh, say, yeah. I always find a way. I always make this work. And uh, the universe works in my favor. Saying stuff like that, you know, and I'm a huge affirmations girl and I believe in affirmations and I don't think that it's not that saying magic words will change your life forever. It's saying it with the feeling and trusting that better things will come. I, uh, I, I completely agree with you. I think that there's, um, (laughs) it could just be a Sagittarius thing. Maybe you just said it. Uh, I feel like we, when we are able to put our energy 
into something like when we are at, like legitimately like I want this mm-hmm. it comes yes v- very rarely have I tried to do something that has not come to fruition yeah. in some way shape or form yeah master manifesting that's right one of the <clears throat> one of the things too is if you think about it your brain is the most powerful supercomputer there is mm-hmm. yeah. so thinking positively and like affirmations and and all of that and just talking about it and like pushing it forward and focusing on that you will that's where you'll end up that's where you'll go that's what you'll get is focusing on things and like yeah. doing it all positively because <clears throat> if you think about people like when you're being super super negative all the time you're like oh this is just sucks and this is horrible and this happens to me all the time and, and it, it just keeps happening it keeps happening whereas if you're positive and you're like okay i have goals that's why the setting the five-year goals one-year goals mm-hmm. yep. and things like that and um <clears throat> vision boards everything like that I having those goals boards. and just focusing on that is huge because then you're programming your brain you're programming basically everything about it to focus and go in positive ways and then the, the little inconveniences are no longer something that you'll blow up or get up, uh, super upset about being like, okay, that was, that just held me up like for a minute here. It's okay. I'm still on track, you know, like, and, and even the big things, right? Like there's been many times in my life where things were going so perfectly and then came to a screeching freaking halt and threw me for a complete loop, want, made me question everything about life going on. Yeah. And then having to pull yourself out of that, like, it does, is this changing my dreams? Is, is pouting about it or allowing myself to sit in this place going to keep me going? Or is this, hind- like, is this helpful or hindering? Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and exactly as Jay said, right. Like putting it in, putting it in or saying it every day, you know, it, it really does. It instills that it's like a map kind of. It is. Yeah. I, and I, I think that, uh, you know, I've, you know, what you said, you know, sometimes things can come to a screeching halt. And oftentimes, uh, I'm, I'm a person who reflects on myself constantly. I'm mm-hmm. constantly looking inward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, uh, bless Sarah's heart. Um, you know, she has been such a, a solid She's been my, she's been my ultimate best friend, my, you know, my lover, my, my source of, of strength. Um, you know, because when my mom passed away, that was a lot to, a lot to deal with. Mm -hmm. And, but I ran from it as I've told you guys, I, 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 you know, you run from the pain, right? And as you taught me, which I'm grateful you taught me that, like, uh, you know, trauma, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, trauma response. response is to like keep busy, run, do whatever you can. Be busy, to just, but not productive. Right. Be yeah. busy, but not productive. And so, you know, she has been with me through that. But then, you know, within a year, my younger brother passed away and I was not even really over or not. Well, I shouldn't say over, but I, I still recovered. Was, I'm still dealing with the loss of my mom and then, Mm -hmm. and then that happened. And so my point of all of this is that I'm still dealing with this to this day. Mm -hmm. It's something that uh, affects me um, on a daily basis between depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, But 
more so I've realized that, you know, there's things, as you said, we're talking about like lashing out or, or being uh, aggressive, microaggressions and, and responses to, to things. You know, I realized that I was reacting in ways when, you know, if Sarah and I had a disagreement or, or, or even just if she would say something to me in a tone that I, I, I maybe didn't, Mm-hmm. I heard it in a way, right? I, I heard it. Because you were way. already in that mood. I was already in this like very defensive, you know, sort of mm-hmm. um, fragile yeah. state of like, so sometimes I would lash out and I, I would get angry. And it, but it wasn't, it. what I'm trying to say is there's shit with me going on inside. It wasn't Sarah. It's mm-hmm. not that she did something to provoke me or to, you know, get me fired up. It was my trauma, yeah, my shit that I'm dealing with. And so I've worked so hard to understand that, like, I need, like, you need to work on that. You need to address mm-hmm. that. And so when, when you, if you can reflect on yourself, if you can be grateful for what you have and, and be grateful for things that you, that are going on in your life and stop worrying about the things you don't have and stop worrying about, I wish I had, I wish, I wish, I wish. Be grateful for what you have right there. And that's what I've put almost all my effort into in Mm -hmm. the last little while is like, I think I tell Sarah every single day uh, how much I love her, how much I appreciate her. Just, I really want her to know that like, I Mm -hmm. felt really bad for what she has had to go through with me. Mm -hmm. Not that I've done it intentionally or or I've gone But she understands though. Right. She does. She understands. And of course, like she, she knows you even better than you know yourself sometimes. Right. And that's, that's our partners. They, they know us better than we know ourselves in those moments because in those moments we're not making sense of anything. Yep. Right. Absolutely. So I, you know, that's just my way of, of saying like, I, I'm so grateful for her. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for, you know, I, for you, I'm grateful for Jay. You know, there's a lot of people who have been with me throughout this, you know, this really rough year and a bit. And, uh, you know, but it, it, it takes over. Mm-hmm. It can like trauma can send you to a very dark place and to a place of, uh, real negative mm-hmm. negativity. And I, I, I understand, like, I get it now. Not that I've experienced yeah. it. I get it. And it's you. Yeah. You need to be, you need to be grateful for good things in your life. You can't always focus on the negative. You really got to open up. I'm watching this show right now and I think it's on prime and it's called nine perfect strangers. Mm. And basically it's like a journey of everybody on a healing journey. They go to this retreat. It's actually quite funny when you watch it. Um, But anybody listening, check it out on prime nine perfect strangers got Nicole Kidman in it. Um, it's so crazy. It's like this wellness retreat and everybody ends up accidentally getting micro dosed without consent, but they Ah. end up, they end up enjoying it. Ah. But, um, anyways, it's everybody on a healing journey and they're, they all have different reasons for grief and stress and needing to escape and needing to go heal themselves. And this woman literally, she's like, you're not here for pleasure. You're here for suffering. You're getting it all out basically. Like you need to get it all out. You need to be raw and real with yourself. And that's how people can go on with that healing. And, um, yeah. And, and with you, when you were talking and you were talking about your mom, just 
one thing that just like popped in my head was just knowing every moment that when you think of them, know how proud of you they are. And, you know, in those moments to, to remind yourself of that too. Like, I bet you they're up there watching me just kicking ass right now. And, and I'm doing all the things I said I was going to do. And they're so happy about it. Right. It's, um, I don't know. I think, I think, and I know, I'm sure you already do that. Right. So right. Just another little (laughs) side thing. Yeah. So yeah, like I was saying, we, if you focus on those kinds of things too, right. And like, I'm not saying, as I said before, it's not like slapping a bandaid on and making everything better, but it is that affirmation and just knowing like they absolutely are so proud of you. Yeah, I, I I agree. I I think that, um, you know, there's, there comes, you know, this is going to sound funny, but I was, I was watching uh better call Saul season five. Uh, they just finished filming season six. I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen it. Better call Saul is probably, okay, listen, this might be controversial, but better call Saul to me is equal to maybe even a little better than breaking bad. Oh, because Better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking yeah. Bad, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was watching that show and, um, you know, Mike, one of the main characters, he was, uh, you know, he lost his shit on his granddaughter yeah. because she was talking about his, her dad, his son, who yeah. had passed in the show. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you watch Breaking Bad, you already know. Damn. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, but, you know, he went through this thing and he was like you know drinking and, and just like really self-sabotaging and so what ended up happening is uh you know he kind of bounced back and yeah. he had a, a an experience and so he said something that really resonated with me he said you know what because his uh his son's ex-wife is like what changed for you why are you different now yeah and he said i decided to play the cards i was dealt mm-hmm. and that to me is like that hit home because while we do have trauma and we do have pain and we do have things that we need to address, you have to address it. Mm-hmm. And you, and by accepting the cards that you were dealt, it, it it's a step in a direction of healing. It's a step in a direction of moving yeah. forward. Understanding that you cannot change things. Yeah. And you have to accept it and learn to maybe just be okay with it. You know, you don't have to be happy about it, but you have to be okay. And and it's not moving on. It's learning to, I guess there's so many steps, like learning to cope, learning to heal. Learn, there's so many steps to that. There is. Yeah. And everyone's steps are different, right? Everyone's journey, yeah. everyone's healing journey is very different. Yeah. Um, we just all need to be gentle with each other. We do. You know, mm-hmm. tell, uh, you know, Jay and I have, uh, have, you know, we, we had a really good heart to heart a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we, d- we talked about the importance of us having as men, mm-hmm. we have to talk to each other more, mm-hmm. check in on each other as men, Yeah, you know, cause we often rely on our spouses, yeah. on our wives, on our partners to talk to about things. But until we as men can kind of like talk to each other, yeah, it's going to go a long way. It's going to, it's going to understand that we have to help each other as much as we can you mm-hmm. know there's so you know i think that that's really important like be kind be gentle but tell people who you care about that you care about them that you love them yeah i tell jay i love him all the time because <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen in this friggin' world and you don't want to ever leave anything you know no unhandled or unwell exactly we we gotta work harder to 
support each other, check in on each other and mm. understand that if someone lashes out, if you're talking or you meet up with a friend or family member and they're just like, they kind of snap at you or they're a little bit like, Arr. they're probably going through something that day. Yeah. There's something going on in their world. It's not always about you as much as we got to stop taking shit that. so personally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not about you. Most yeah. of the time when someone's having, you know, going through something, it's really Dude. not about you. It's probably something else. Yeah. Well, honestly, I, I'm glad we had this talk because, yeah, with everything with, like, the whole, like, what we discussed, like, with the convoy and, like, the previous episode that we had and then going into Ukraine and all of this stirring up so many emotions and, and again, like, everybody's in chaos. Just be nice, you guys. Again, I don't think we've, I think we've said this probably 10,000 times on this show. Just be freaking nice to each other, guys. That's right. Yeah, that's all that. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to say 10,000 more times. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to be understanding of each other and take uh, compassion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's an old saying that goes, uh, you know, you if you could trade your problems with someone else's problems, you'd probably take your problems back in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we, we're having a very short episode today yep. and I think we're going to try that out for a little while. So we hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, we always love having your feedback. You know, we've got our email set up. What's our email? It's, what is it? Intertribal talk Inter podcast. Intertribalpc at gmail.com. Intertribalpc at gmail.com. <laughs> you can find us again on Instagram at intertribaltalk. And then also you can find us intertribaltalk podcast on um, Facebook and then on YouTube and Spotify. Um, and you know what, guys? Like, check out our YouTube. YouTube's <laughs> important. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we've been working on some things too, discussing like getting some reels, getting some videos, some other content other than just um, our clips and our audio put up. We're going to have some other fun things for you guys. So just like really pay attention to all that. And we're so excited to share all that with you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of Intertribal Talk Podcast. Have a great week. Sounds good, guys. Bye. What? Ooh, okay. <coughs> <coughs> la, la, la. La, 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 la. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, that probably sounded whack. Are we going? Okay. I think he's already started recording. Oh, I, yeah, I already <laughs> <laughs> All blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. Well, then oh. I will, uh, I'll kick it off then. Okay. All right, everybody. Good afternoon. What? happened good afternoon everybody it's a good time to be indigenous and welcome <laughs> <laughs> keep it keep it no, no, yeah you can keep that let's try this again uh Keeper it has been uh a month since we've been in the studio maybe even longer so a little rust to shake off here <clears throat> good afternoon everybody it's a good time to be indigenous. You're here with your boy Cody, and we got Devin Destiny. Hey guys, we, we missed got, you. Oh, I fucked up again. <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna try one more time. Okay, do it, do it, do it. I'm gonna do a selfie. Good afternoon, everybody. It is a good time to be indigenous. You're here with your boy Cody, and we have Devin Destiny. Hey guys. And we have Falcus Media. Fuck. Oh. <laughs>
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll do this. I got it. You I got, got it. it. You got it. You got it. Blooper reel, right? This blooper is for reels. the year-end bloopers. All right. 